0: All right, we're not going to be in judges tonight. We're going to take. I know. I'm sorry, y'all were, y'all were, y'all were, y'all were prepared. <laughs> but no, we're taking a little break from judges because we've had some heavy stuff the last three weeks. The. the, uh, the The week before last and the week before that, we had some some really tough stories. And then the last week, we had a tough text that, as we went through it, it's really kind of hard for us to wrap our head around that Hebrew poetry. There's a lot of things that were kind of tough. And so since we've had three weeks in a row of really tough stuff and and, uh, judges, we're going to be in Psalm 136 tonight. Every once in a while, I'll just kind of just plop open the Bible. And uh, read something, and that's what I did Monday afternoon. I had a few minutes, and I just kind of plopped it open, and uh, it it opened to Psalm 136. And so I read it, and I said, "Boy, this is good stuff." And I just kind of kind of sit there and meditated on that and pondered on it, and I said, "You know, this is a this is a good passage. I think I'm going to preach on that tonight." So this is this is a lot a lot more uplifting, I think, a lot more encouraging. Or maybe these passages and judges have been encouraging to you. I don't know. Uh, but but, and, and nonetheless, this is not as tough as those we've been reading. So the 136th Psalm tonight, uh, you will see that there's a lot of repetition there. For every line uh, that's stated, your Bible will say something uh, that God's mercy endureth forever or God's loving kindness endureth forever or His love is eternal. Something along those lines. We, we see kind of that that idea of God's mercy and God's love and God's kindness is, is, is always there. And so some of your translations may read a little different because there's several different ways uh, that, is, that is translated, but regardless of what it says, you will, you, you will get the point. Now mine says love is eternal. Most of yours is probably gonna say uh, uh, his, love, uh, his mercy endureth forever. But there's gonna be a couple of you who may say his loving kindness endures forever. But regardless of that, uh, we, we still kinda get the point. So let's pray and then we'll go through the 136th Psalm. God, we come to you tonight and I thank you for these good words. And I pray God that these words will be a reminder to us that you are good, That you are merciful that you are loving and god that your love and your mercy does endure forever god it is eternal and god we need to be reminded of that on our good days and on our bad days we need to be reminded dear lord that's why we come week after week that's why we keep reading your word dear lord no matter how many times we've read it because we need to have it in our life dear lord we are quick to forget We need to keep on it. We need to keep pounding it in. And God, just the repetition of this this passage, God, hopefully will just remind us of the need for your word and to be reminded that you are good and that your love and your mercy and your kindness are forever. They are eternal, dear Lord. So I pray that you just bless us through the reading of this word tonight. And I ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Verse 1. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love is eternal. Give thanks to the God of gods. His love is eternal. Give thanks to the Lord of lords. His love is eternal. He alone does great wonders. His love is eternal. He made the heavens skillfully. His love is eternal. He spread the land on the waters. His love is eternal. He made the great lights. His love is eternal. The sun to rule by day. His love is eternal. The moon and stars to rule by night. His love is eternal. He struck the firstborn of the Egyptians. His love is eternal. And brought Israel out from among them. His love is eternal. With a strong hand and outstretched arm, His love is eternal. He divided the Red Sea. His love is eternal. And led Israel through. His love is eternal. But hurled Pharaoh and his army into the Red Sea. His love is eternal. He led his people in the wilderness. His love is eternal. He struck down great kings. His love is eternal. And slaughtered famous kings, his love is eternal. Sihon, king of the Amorites, his love is eternal. And Og, king of Bashan, his love is eternal. And gave their land as an inheritance, his love is eternal. An inheritance to Israel, his servant, his love is eternal. He remembered us in our humiliation, his love is eternal and rescued us from our foes his love is eternal he gives food to every creature his love is eternal give thanks to the god of heaven his love is eternal now if there's one thing that we got from that passage if we got nothing else from it we know that god's love is eternal his mercy endureth forever His loving kindness endureth forever. God is a good God as we I can imagine that that maybe when this was written, I can imagine somebody reciting the first part of that line and the audience repeating after as the as the speaker speaks and everyone repeats, His love is eternal, and everything is pointed out, and God is great, his love is eternal. And remember when he did this, his love is eternal. Remember how he rescued us, his love is eternal. Remember how he's with us in our worst times, his love is eternal. I can imagine that that was probably what went on when this psalm uh, was originally wrote. And uh, boy, this is, a, this is a great psalm. This is a beautiful psalm. And as I, as I read through, especially at the beginning, as it really points out that God is God of all the other gods, not that there are any gods, but uh, all the, the, the fake gods, the idols that everyone worship, only the Lord, Yahweh, is supreme over all, over all things. He's the creator of all things. He is the <coughs> Lord of lords. He made all these things. He, he he made the heavens skillfully, it says. It said He spread the land over the water and and made the lights appear in the sky. And as I was reading that, you know, I thought about, y'all are probably gonna think it's crazy. I thought about Bob Ross when I was reading that. Because Bob Ross has got a blank canvas and he just takes his brush or he takes his tool and he just swipes it across there. And with one little swipe, he's made an ocean. And it's like, whoa. I could sit there and paint for two hours and I wouldn't make an ocean. He can do it with his brush in one swipe and he can say, oh, it's a a beautiful little ocean. Oh, look at that, Look, there's a happy tree right there. Now, I don't, know if, I, I don't know if God was saying, boy, these are happy trees. Maybe he was, he could have been. But I thought about Bob Ross when I was thinking about God making creation because in 10, 15 minutes time, Bob Ross paints a masterpiece. He puts little trees here and he puts a mountain there and he puts a bird here and he puts the clouds there and he puts the little, the little sea there and the reflection there and the calmness with just a little stroke of the pen. And I imagine that when God created everything, that's kind of what it was like that with the least little bit of effort God made something that was so beautiful in an instant and that's what these verses reminded me of God is so good and it tells us that at the very beginning in the very first verse this is the only one we're really gonna we're really going to break down today uh, but it says give thanks to the Lord for he is good now we need to remember that we need to remember that God's loving kindness and His mercy endureth forever. We need to remember that God's love is eternal and we need to remember that God is good. He is good. Now, we may not always think that because it may not always seem like that. Now, to people in the world who are lost, that don't serve the Lord, that haven't given their life to Jesus Christ and have faith in Him, there are plenty of people in the world that say, well, God's not good. How could God be good? Well, there are plenty of people that say that, but they don't know any better. They're they're blind. They haven't seen the light. But even for those of us who are Christians, there may be times in our life where we where we maybe question or maybe think or maybe just wonder in a moment of of weakness or in a really hard time, boy, why is God doing this to me? Why is God allowing this to happen to me? And we may even, even though we don't want to think it or we may not verbalize it, that thought may be in our mind is, Is God really good? But we need to be reminded and we need to know that God is good. In everything that we go through in life, no matter how good or how bad it may be, God is good. And God only wants good things for His children. You can take that to the bank. We see that all throughout God's Word. God is good. I want you to know that. I don't know what anybody may be going through or not going through. You, Everything may be great for all of you. Or some of you really may be struggling in life with something that's going on. And you may wonder, does God care? Why is He allowing me to suffer? Why is He allowing this situation? Well, I can't answer that for you, but I can tell you that He's doing it for your good. Because God is good, and God does what is good for His children. Jesus even says that when he's speaking in the New Testament. He said, if we who are evil, that is, earthly fathers, know how to do good for our children, how much more so does God in heaven know how to do good for His children? And God is good. And God does good for us. Sometimes our definition of what's good may be different than God's definition of what's good. There are sometimes things that we think would be good for us But God realizes they're not going to be good for us. I'll give you a good example that just popped into my head. When I was about 16, I wanted a Pontiac Trans Am. I wanted it. LS1, WS6, Ram Air, 315 horsepower. That's what I wanted. But I didn't get that. I got a Dodge Ram truck with a V6 engine that had a rev limiter and you couldn't go over 105 miles an hour. And I hit that many times. Now, when I was 16, I thought it would be good for me to have that car, right? Because if I got that six-speed LS1 with the Ram air package, that's going to be good. I take the T-tops out. Girls are going to look at me. They're going to think I'm cool. I'm going to be able to go fast, a few little modifications. I'll be able to beat most of the little cars around here, pull up to the red light, be able to go as fast as I want to. That's what I needed. That's what's good for me. So I would get online, and I would find all these all these Ams all around. And, of course, I'd point them out to my parents. Hey, I found this. I got this down by the Banrooge. This thing's getting low mileage. I can get this car. This would be great for me. But guess what? I didn't get it. You know why I didn't get it? Because it wouldn't have been good for me. Now, I thought it would have been good for me. But probably what would have happened if I had got it, I'd probably had a wreck. Because I'd have been trying to raise people, and I'd have been trying to show out, and I'd have ended up around a tree, and I probably wouldn't be here right now. But my parents knew that what I wanted and what I thought was good for me was not good for me. Now, sometimes it's that way in our Christian life. We say, God, if you would just do this for me. God, this is what I need. This is good for me, dear Lord. If I just had this, everything would be okay. But a lot of times, the things that we think would be good for us may not be good for us at all. God, if you'd just fill my bank account with a million dollars, everything would be good. I'd do good with it, dear Lord. I'd be good to go. I would get all my bills paid. My stress would be gone. God, I would help other people. Everything would be good. And we think, well, why wouldn't God do that for us? It'd be good if we had all that money. Well, maybe it would be. And maybe God one day is going to bless one of us with a million dollars or more. Or maybe it wouldn't be good for us. Because maybe instead of helping other people and doing good with that money, there's probably a better chance that we would buy a bunch of stuff, go on a lot of vacations. Pretty soon, our attention wouldn't be on serving the Lord. It'd be on spending the money. And before we know it, our relationship with God would be gone. And soon after that, our money would be gone. And we wouldn't be much better off than the prodigal son in Scripture. And there are things in our life that we may say, boy, it would be good for me to have this. And maybe sometimes it would be. But maybe other times it's not. There may be things that you've been praying for the Lord to do in your life or in somebody else's life and He hadn't done it and you're saying, God, why don't you do this? Well, it may be as simple as it's not good for you and it's not good for them. Now, we don't understand it, Because the Scripture says God's ways are higher than our ways and God's thoughts are higher than our (coughs) thoughts. And in our mind, we think we know what's good for us. And we think we know what's good for this church. And we think we know what's good for our family. Well, it may be good for us or may be good for our family may not be the easy route. It may be the tough route. Now, that's a hard thing to accept. Now, the Scripture says God disciplines those who He loves. Now talk about a tough scripture to accept. There are times that God could, should he will, and sometimes he does, but sometimes it's not his will, but there are times if he will, he could save us from a lot of trouble. God could force us to do everything that he wants us to do. But God doesn't force us to do anything. He allows us to make our own choices, knowing that sometimes the choices we make are going to be not for our good. Now, sometimes he doesn't allow us to do things because he knows how bad they're going to be. But sometimes he says, all right, if you want to do it, go ahead and do it. Now, we know that for sure because we've seen that with Israel and judges in the last few weeks. God didn't want them to do these things. Boy, he, 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 he was patient with them for a long time. But eventually he said, if this is what you want to do, well, it's your choice. If you don't want to serve me, I'm not going to force you to serve me. And in all the instances we've seen so far, what's happened? They've turned to what they thought was good instead of sticking with what God said was good. And as a result, instead of getting good, they got evil. Instead of getting freedom, they got oppression. And where did they always come back to? They always came back to God. Because God is good. And when we are with God, and when we are in the presence of God, and when we're experiencing the peace of God, it's good. When we're doing things our way, the way that we think they should be, oftentimes it's bad. Now I can tell you this, and this may or may not be true in your life, but in my life, God almost always works in exactly the opposite way of how I think He should work. Now that might not be true in your life, but there are things that God has done in my life that I would have never done. I would have never done or thought that would have been the best way to do them. Some things that worked out for my good. Some things that caused me a lot of pain humbled me a little bit but there are plenty of things that God did that I would have never done but even in those things that were bad the things that I would have never done the areas where I failed the areas where I didn't trust the Lord or listen to the Lord you know what happened in those areas God picked me up he took care of me and he reminded me that he loves me and I received some grace now it was only after repentance But God has a way of getting us as his children. He has a way of of allowing us to realize our mistakes, to realize our situation, to realize our sinfulness. He has a way of letting us get to the very bottom because once we get to the bottom, we can only look up. And when we look up, we will always see the Lord. Those of us who are his will always see the Lord because we will know in our deepest, darkest times that that's the only one we can look to. Now, I don't know if this is true of, of birds in real life. I guess it is for some. I see it on cartoons sometimes. Maybe you've seen some old cartoons before uh, with a bird trying to, a mama bird trying to teach the baby bird how to fly. And usually it goes a little bit like this. Uh, the bird doesn't want to fly. It's kind of afraid. And the mama bird will kind of push it and kind of push it. And eventually, the baby bird will just kind of fall off. But guess what? It don't know how to fly. So what's the mama bird do? It comes, swoops down, and it comes and gets it up. Now why does the mama bird do that? Because the mama bird knows that the baby bird can't stay in the nest all its life. Now the nest is warm. The nest is comfortable. The nest has a provision of food that always comes every day because mama comes back in, brings the food. Now if it was up to baby bird, baby bird would stay at home. Baby bird would continue being fed by mama and daddy. But guess what? Mama and daddy knew that look, baby bird can't stay in the nest forever. Baby birds got to live life, and it's dangerous out there. But baby birds got to get out. And so we see it sometimes in these cartoons, and maybe real birds do it. Maybe that's where they got the idea. And sometimes God has to do that with us. Because what we want to do is we want to live in the comfort zone. We want to say, God, it's a dangerous world out there. If I serve you in this way, if I serve you in that way, it's going to be tough. It's going to be dangerous. And we just want God to give everything to us, and we want to live in safety all the time. But that's not what God calls us to as Christians. And we say, well, God is dangerous. That can't, be, that can't be good. Why would you want me to do that? But yet there are brothers and sisters in Christ all around the world every day that are going into situations that we would look at, and we would say, Boy, that's not a good situation. Why would God send them there? Why would they go there? Because God has people that He wants to reach. And these men and women that are going where God sends them knows, if God's sending me there, it's for good. It may not always end in their good, but it's always for the good of the kingdom of God. We've got to remember that. Whatever God may be calling us to do, we've got to look at the bigger picture. Because it may not be good to us, worldly speaking when it happens there may be things that we do for the Lord that will cause suffering in our life that will cause hard times in our life we see that time and time again throughout the scriptures read Paul's life he was in prison out of prison in prison out of prison beaten look at the life of Jesus Christ there were many things that he went through but he went through it because it was good not for him it was good for us and it was good the kingdom of God and when we realize that we are here to serve the Lord that we are here to help build a kingdom and it's not just about us but it's about doing what the Lord wants done so that others can come to know him when we look at it at the big picture when we look at these things that may look bad on the outset we can say no those things are not bad those things are good and God wouldn't call us to them if they weren't good because God's desire for us is to take care of us and to lead as many people as he can to Jesus Christ. And he's a good God, and he's good to us. Even on our worst days, even when everything goes wrong. We had one of those days uh, about a week ago. I mean, I don't even remember all the stuff, but it's like I told Michelle that night, I said, everything that could possibly go wrong today is going wrong. Like everything. Like the car broke down, and then it was like three or four things. Like every single thing that could possibly go wrong that day went wrong. Now, you guys have had those days. I know everybody's had them, and we'll have more of them. And on those days, we think, boy, things are bad. But even on our bad days, God is good. Even on the days when things don't line up, even on the days when you're down, even on the days when you you feel depressed, even on the days when you feel sad, even on the days where it seems like everybody's against you, guess what? God is good. God is with you while you're here, and God is going to be with you for all of eternity. His mercy and His grace and His love are here with you now. And they're going to be with you forever and ever and ever. And we need to not forget that. God is good and God loves us. And sometimes it may be overshadowed by all the worries and the stresses of the world and all the hard times and all the sadnesses we we experience in our life. But I want to remind you tonight, I want you to take this word, I want you to remember this verse, Give thanks to the Lord for He is good. And we've got a lot to give thanks to the Lord about. We're going to close tonight. We're going to sing a song. It's not in your books, but you'll know it. It's an easy song to sing. I'll kind of tell you that you'll kind of catch on to the words. We just repeat the same words over and over. And the name of the song is God is so good. We're going to sing all four verses. You'll, some of you will kind of know it. You'll at least know the first verse, and you'll pick up on the rest of them as we sing. God is so good,
1: God is so good, God is so good, He's so good to me, He cares for me, He cares for me, He cares for me. He's so good to me. I love him so. I love him so. I love him so. I love him so. so. He's so good to me. I praise his name. I praise his name. I praise His name, I praise His name, He's so good to
0: me. Let's pray. God, we come to you tonight and we thank you for being good to us. And God, I pray that you help us never to forget that. I know sometimes it may not always seem like it. God, sometimes it may seem like you kind of pushing us off the the branch, dear Lord, into things that seem scary. But dear Lord, you call us to leave and go and do your work, dear Lord, in the world, wherever you may send us. And so God, I pray that as you nudge us to do whatever it is you want us to do, that we would trust in you, dear Lord, and we would spread our wings and we'd fly like on wings of eagles, dear Lord God. So I pray that you would help us to be obedient to you, to depend on you, to know that you provide for us. But God, you also call us sometimes to do things that may seem impossible, but give us the strength to do them. I pray that we never forget that your love is eternal. And God, we won't. If we put our faith and trust in you, we will know that for all of eternity because we will be in the presence of your love. So God, I pray that if there's one in this room tonight that doesn't know Jesus Christ, that they would experience that eternal love and that they would put their faith and trust in him. God, I pray that if there's one that's struggling tonight with things that may be going on in their life, that tonight these scriptures, these words are a reminder to them that you are worthy of our praise, dear Lord, because you are good. And I pray that you help us to know that everything that goes on in our life, whether we understand it or not, dear Lord, is for our good. And I ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.